This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. I got to read this story and I don't know that I want to read this story because it might be very sad, but then it might be funny too. Uh-huh. Deleuze Maria Bamford reveals at all the state fair, suicide, comedy, sex, and money. Her memoir has both hilarious jokes and compassionate insight into mental illness. You know, I don't think she's ever been on any show I've ever done. I don't think, yeah, I don't think I've ever met her. I never have met her, I know that. I've enjoyed her work. I don't know if she just was not a fan or whatever it was. but I don't know how much promotion she does. Maybe not much. Yeah, she's not one to go. No. no not, and, right. and it's not just radio or anything yeah. specific about Minneapolis right. radio. She's just not one to go out and do a lot of interviews. and It's not a fair scene. That's what I understand. Maria Bamford's memoir is called Sure, I'll Join Your Cult. But the comedian, actor, and Duluth native easily could have called it Let's Talk About Everything. Bamford's humor has always been personal, and that's true of her very funny, very frank book subtitled A Memoir of Mental Illness and the Quest to Belong Anywhere. In it, the star of Lady Dynamite and voiceover artist on BoJack Horseman. Uh, or Horseman, I think it yeah. is. Uh, and dozens of other shows tell us how often uh, she and her husband have sex. I didn't even know she was married. I had no idea. I thought she was still single, actually. I had no clue she mm-hmm. was married. Uh, she and her, often her, she and her husband have sex, uh, her fee for stand-up gigs, what bugged her about late parents and how uh, she views religion. In addition to detailing experiences with groups from her childhood Suzuki uh, violin lessons to debtors anonymous to eating disorder clinics. I know this story's way, way too long to read it all on the show mm-hmm. here, but I just, I saw that. I always had admired her because it must take a, a great deal of courage with someone who has a, a few things, you know, going on that yeah. a lot of people don't have to get up on stage and do comedy. But maybe she's a different person then. You know, she is so interesting <laughs> to me. I, I'm with I hear, you. Yeah, yeah like I, lo- <clears throat> I love her comedy. She's very funny, very witty. Lady Dynamite is hilarious. There's so many funny things in that. And, yeah, like you can tell that she definitely deals with like a lot of – I mean, she talks about it, a lot of anxiety. <coughs> um, you know, she's got – um, What's it caused by? Does she know? Does she reveal? Uh, well, she talks about they're just in her family having mental illness mm-hmm. is like strong throughout her family lineage. And I think she had like a mental, I mean, it's hard because it's hard to just dis- distinguish her Lady Dynamite character in her real life because they seem like they are <coughs> right hand in hand. And she talks about in Lady Dynamite having a mental breakdown, like how she had an actual mental breakdown. And I don't know if that really happened to her or if that was just the character because mm-hmm. they do feel like they are exactly the same. Hmm. I mean, it's a possibility. I'm yeah. trying not to cough. I don't know why the hell I'm coughing. Um, I mean, you were around a bunch of people this week. Oh, great. So I have pneumonia. You probably... Probably carrying something. I'm going to go grab something to drink, actually. My mouth is very dry. Uh, Talk about Great Magnet, though, because on the drive back from Appleton yesterday, we chatted a lot about Maria Bamford. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. It was just like, I haven't talked about her in a long time, so the fact that Tom brought her up today. Yeah. Because she's such a... You're right, interesting figure, and how does one with such... From what we understand, how much she's put out there, pretty severe mental illness. I think she's got bipolar 2 disorder. Yeah, I yeah. think that's what she's come out and said. Mm-hmm. And OCD, intrusive thoughts, things like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and when it comes to stuff like that, it's always people go, well, everybody's got that. I'm like, yeah, but not on a level like Maria Bamford. Um, 
I don't. I don't have a diagnosed bipolar. I mean, that's not like a, I feel sad sometimes. I feel happy sometimes. That's manic. And people like, you know, they'll they'll even joke and say like, oh, I have OCD. It's like. I have yeah. a friend who has OCD and it is debilitating yeah, in their life. Yeah, yeah. like um, it's not as quirky and fun as, you know, I like the kitchen sink clean before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. It's like, no. Yeah, I kind of feel bad for people with autism now because everybody talks about how they are on the spectrum at yes. some point. Right. I'm like, everybody, <clears throat> ha- like if you take a baseball card, you could open up a pack of baseball cards from 1987. Yeah. And you could, all you have to do is show my brother-in-law the photo, not the name, just yeah. the photo. He can tell you who that person is, who they played for, all of his stats, his RBIs, his batting average. He knows all that stuff. So is my brother-in-law on the spectrum? No, but... There's people who have those abilities who talk about it. So it sort of takes away from the people who actually are on the spectrum. Yes. I I don't know. It it could go either way, right? Either normalizes it. Because the one thing that's nice is like they do, which is very different. They used to, you know, have these like hardcore diagnoses. And now it's like on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. And they used to treat it like once you have, you know, Asperger's was the big name for a lot of them. And now that that name is completely gone it's on the spectrum and what extent one thing nice about people realizing that being on the spectrum is like just different aspects of your brain is like the job availability and how they're realizing that people with disabilities have this this great untapped resource and 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 what that they can use you know what i mean so it's less like sometimes scary to have that but you're right like it does take away from people that need special services Mm -hmm. Because, like, being on the spectrum can be anything. I mean, like, it is a spectrum. So I could see it going both ways on that. Tom, you got anything that you uh, can rattle off? Like, if somebody were to say, you know, name me the number one hits between, you know, 1971 and 1984. Can you just, like, rattle off song titles, stuff like that? No, No? I've never cared about that kind of stuff. No? I don't know why, but I know know what you're talking about. I know people can do that. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. But I just... I don't know. I've never cared about things like that. There's a weird <clears throat> skill that's been popping up on my algorithm, which like is pretty impressive, but I don't know why it's useful. Is that um, there, like that peep? There are these big groups of people that you tell them a date, and they can tell you which day of the week it is. Oh and yeah. Sure, yep. Though that is very <clears throat> impressive, not super useful. Like wow, <laughs> knowing that. You know, 1986, May 23rd was yeah. a Saturday. I don't know, but it's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. We've had Mary Lou Henner on a few times mm-hmm. who has that that ability to do that. And my buddy Brad is in a documentary with her because he has the same ability. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And if you ask him, like, Brad, uh, just give him a date. And I just throw it out there because it's my birthday. I go, September 13th. Yeah. I'll, I'll say September 13th, 1986. And he'll say, I was wearing a purple shirt that day. I had a Hungry Man dinner, TV dinner that night. It was uh, fried chicken. It was mashed potatoes. And Jeopardy, the final question was. And then he'll rattle it off. God. And I looked it up one day. And I'll be damned if he was not correct. The final question of Jeopardy, like Final Jeopardy, yeah. he told me exactly what the question was and what the answer was, and he was spot on. Jeez. Yeah. So he never gets it leaves the house. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but, he always has Hungry Man, and he always wears purple. Well, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, the, the crazy part is, is you know, they talk about how your brain can only retain so much information. So when new information yeah. comes in, old information has to go out. But these people just seem like an endless cavern yes. of information. Well, I did learn about somebody was teaching you how to memorize stuff, and... 
a big part of it is mechanisms. And so it's not like necessarily, like in that case, I don't have any idea. But this person, I, I don't know if they had any um, like uh, brain uh, differences. But I, they were talking about how they actually use like, like, oh, you just have to remember that every Wednesday falls on this and this year and every, like there was mechanisms they used. So oh, I don't yeah, know yeah. if... When you have that, if, if you use a mechanism or if your brain is just stamping those in. Mm-hmm. So. No, people have different, different, I guess, talents, you could call them, things like that. Yeah, and it's impressive. I mean, you, you spit out math stuff pretty dang quick. Like, that's pretty impressive what you, you'll, you'll do equations pretty quick. Um, you know what I found out about that? It's interesting you bring that up because I was told... As we move on in life, because I, yes, I am very good at math and that kind of stuff. Um, in my head, mm-hmm. said, <clears throat> Tom, you're going to have a problem coming up. And I said, why is that? And I said, that part of your brain that allows you to do that is going to be affected by one thing and you aren't going to like it. I said, what's that? He said, you will get to the point in your life where someday you'll have a hard time remembering anyone's name. That'll kill you. He said, you, apparently, for some reason, remembering that sounds bad. Names, I mean, I'll kill you. That'll fuck <laughs> you. That'll kill you. That will kill you. <laughs> but there's still capacity, you know? Yeah. If you're going to do that, you, there's, a, there's a certain capacity, and that's all there is to it. But he said, the first thing that goes is people's names. And I wonder why that would be. I don't know uh, why. Yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know why it would be. See, while I use your name every day, so it probably wouldn't be your name because I use it every day. You... It bugs you when you can't remember somebody's name. It's already started, yeah. I know, but, like, that's normal. And you beat yourself up about it. You go, I can't believe I didn't remember that person's name or this or that. And I go, oh, my God. Okay, you're a mere mortal like us. It's fine. And it... You beat yourself a up. Mere mortal. Like, yes, you're fine. Yes. I don't. I just. I just always feel so bad for you when you can't remember one little aspect, and I. I think you really take it hard on yourself. I used to remember everything. Yeah, but guess what? Not happening anymore, Pally. Yeah, and like, again, you not remembering stuff is still better than me at my best day. So you're gonna be fine. Well, I was telling Bill Hubbard the other day. <laughs> Just thought I'd make it up, you know. Uh, I got to read one more thing about Maria Bamford before we move on because it's really sad. Yeah. This woman's life, my God, has she been tortured. Uh, question asked by the writer, and the writer is uh, um, Kurt, uh, what the hell's his name? Kurt, where, what's your first name? Oh, uh, no, excuse me, Chris Hewitt. That's who oh, it. yeah, Chris Hewitt. It's Chris Hewitt. That's yeah. who, who wrote the article. Do you get back to Duluth much? Her response, Maria Bamford's response is, the last time I was there, my father died. (laughs) Is there ever a moment in this woman's life that's not sad? I know, but doesn't it mean there are things that people tie you to places, right? And if that person's not there anymore, would you still go back? To Duluth? I would. Yeah, you, Duluth. But like, you know, will you... um, You know, if somebody passes away, are you going to go to those places anymore? You know, I don't know where that would be though. There's not a, a particular. Where, pl- well, you know, where like, did your aunt live? I, f- I forget. Oh my, my aunt Marianne. Yeah. Long Prairie, Minnesota, will where you I was go, born. Yeah. Will you go back to Long Prairie? Now? I really don't. Well, I, I still have a cousin that that lives there. Oh, okay. So Lori still lives there, which I think the world of her. Yeah, but let's let's say <clears throat> Lori moved. Would you go back to Long Prairie? Because there are people that tie us to places. 
I will tell you because of uh, a lot of workers passing through that town, and I'm sorry to say this because I loved going to that town when I was a little boy to meet, uh, you know, yeah. my grandparents, my grandmother on my mother's side. I loved going to Long Prairie. They have destroyed that town. Uh, the whole downtown area is just a shithole now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's like, that, why? It's, you know, things like that happen. And it's like Williston, North Dakota. There's a lot of change in that because they had the oil boom and then things calmed down and then whatever. And you go, oh, it, it, it's a bummer. Like, it's not as well, the way it used to be. And I'm sorry, but I'm not singling any, any particular uh, group of people out here. But I, I was asking about what the hell happened to Main Street in, because there used to be the Long Prairie Theater and there uh-huh. was a, this store and that store. Yeah. Everything's just boarded up now. There's hardly anything on Main Street in Long Prairie now. And it's because of the migrant workers. They come to town for the entire fall season, you know, the picking season, all that stuff, and they just destroy every damn thing because they don't live there. Yeah. They don't care. It's disgusting. It's the problem with Los Angeles. <clears throat> yeah, I suppose. Everybody, yeah. everybody moves to Los Angeles. Yep. They're not from there. It's, yep. it's somebody who is trying to make it big. They move from Cincinnati, Ohio. They come. They destroy an apartment. They, you know, they try for three years to make it big. It doesn't work out then they go back to cincinnati yeah it's that's right be, be, it, nobody has any sort of hometown pride yeah well i think that's a very good point the hometown pride part mm-hmm. of it is huge no question well like i said the fact they've destroyed san francisco was that, that for that reason alone i would never vote for gavin newsom yeah he awful. destroyed that destroyed and i it. loved that town man god that town was fun back in the day no I, matter of fact the first time i remember taking andy and alex there I think Andy was like 14 and Alex was 12. Mm-hmm. It's in this wonderful restaurant. And I won't say the name of the restaurant because it's not their fault. Yeah. But the server comes over to the table and starts pouring wine for everybody. And she pours four, five glasses of wine because Alex had a friend with her. Poured five glasses of wine. Now, you have to remember, my daughter was 12 or 13. Andy was 14 or 15. And she goes, I'm sure you're all 21, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I still remember being a server. And there was a girl who showed up. I was, okay, first off, it's not hard to believe I was a bad server. I was great not at multitasking, you. but I was, I was bad. I'm bad at following rules, especially, okay, so this no. lady rolled in with her daughter, and they both ordered drinks. And I was like, oh, cool. And I just did the worst thing you're supposed to do. I'm sure this was super legal. I assumed she was 21 because her mom was ordering drinks with her. And they... We're all excited to get carded for the first time because she just turned 21 and I didn't card yeah. her. You were, cl- you were right, though. She was 21. She was 21, but, like, Not literally they were like, here's our first drink. Getting our first drink. And I'm like, all right, sounds good. Like, if I don't know. If you're there with your mom and I, was, I, I made the dumb assumption of being like, well, you wouldn't order one without, you know. I did that all the time. I wouldn't card people. Like, Tom, if you came and ordered a drink for me, I wouldn't card you. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like... No. Like, I'm not an idiot. Like, you're, you're not like, you know, Benjamin Button over here, okay? Like, and I would always get in trouble. They're like, you have to card everybody, Brittany. Do I'm you like, really? Oh, yeah. I suppose. Oh, that yeah, absolutely. You have to card every single person. All right, we have to take a break. Phil Mackey will join us right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a community bank based right here in the Twin Cities, we believe in taking the time to get to know our customers and their businesses. 
And part of that is hiring and cultivating a team of experienced lenders. When your business banks with us, you're not training in a new inexperienced banker. In fact, our bankers have worked with many of the same customers for years, earning their trust. We get to know you and your business, and you get to know and rely upon us. When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, we'll be here to help you. Tom here. I know Brad and Mike, and I trust that with my banking, they've personally delivered on everything they've just said. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. This is Tommy B. My friends at Niemeyer Trailer Sales at their Albertville location off Interstate 94 would like to extend a special offer going on now through the Minnesota State Fair. Along with everything you can buy on a stick at the great Minnesota Sweat Together, you should have some cool incentives with a State Fair deal when you purchase an RV from Niemeyer's Albertville location. How's this sound? Receive a free exterior ceramic coat and NanoCure interior treatment. These coatings provide a durable, long-lasting shield against dirt water, and UV rays, and basically extend the life of your RV to keep it looking newer and lasting longer. It's a $2,000 value, free with purchase if you get an RV from Niemeyer's by September 5th in Albertville only. Plus great deals on their campers at both Albertville and Elko New Market, now through the end of State Fair. Take your passion on the road with Niemeyer Trailer Sales and see my guys and gals at Niemeyer's and look at what they got at Niemeyer's.com. That's N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S.com, Niemeyer's.com. Your state fair deals end on September 5th. Oh, and tell them Tommy sent you. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, thinking about gas mileage. You know, changing your oil with a full synthetic oil like Castrol Edge can help your engine get more miles. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $37.99. Get started on your next job today with the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. On MyPillow's 20-year anniversary with over 80 million pillows sold, Mike Lindell and the MyPillow employees want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillows. Queen-size MyPillow's regular price is $69.98, now only $19.98, and just $10 more for king-size. MyPillow's patented fill adjusts your exact individual needs to help you get the best sleep ever. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to get Mike's amazing offer on the queen-size MyPillow for only $19.98. Enter promo code TOM. In addition to this special anniversary offer on the MyPillows, you will also receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. Take advantage of the biggest sale in MyPillows history. Go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOM. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. It is 923, now 23 minutes after 9 o'clock. Phil Mackey with us. Phil, you got to be out by 38. I want to make sure. Yes, you make sure it's not a this millisecond is, after. 
Not 30. even a half second. Okay, let's start that over again. Take yeah. two. That's Where that came from? What were you saying? I said, yes, a millisecond after. Yes, a yes. Millisecond. I, will, I will cut this conversation off at 38. Whatever, all we're, whatever we're talking it. about, it's over <laughs> at 38. I really wish I had had a camera on you and Judd when you were walking to the fair, and I said, oh, God, they must let anybody in here. And you guys had no idea. You guys ran into each other at the fair? Well, they were com- we I was leaving, and they were coming in. Aww. Yeah. <clears throat> we, uh, we made our way through a sea of, what was it, like 165,000? Uh, was it 160? What, what was it? Friday? No, it was 212. Saturdays was 212. 212. Yeah. So 212,000 people just roaming around. Oh, yeah. There's Tom coming through the hall, not the hallway, but like the sidewalk that comes out. And it was, you know, so we have a little bit of, uh, I'm just going to be honest. We Judd and I have post-traumatic fair stress syndrome. Sure. From some of the, some of the darker days at 1500 ESPN when like AM radio was kind of winding down more. And we just, you know, we just, we weren't. We weren't drawing crowds really at the state fair for a couple of years there. And so whenever we go back now with our we're now we're taking a totally new approach, digital podcast, right. YouTube, you know, and th- this is the first time that I think I have been at the fair maybe one other time since like 2019. So we're a little bit like, is anyone going to show up to see us? Yeah. Or are we going to be on this <clears throat> stage just, you know, broadcasting to, you know, someone passed out in the front row? Like, right. We don't know. And it's fun. Like people, people showed up. It was a huge yep. crowd. Bunch of Vikings fans and Purple Daily fans, and you know the like the fact that they can recite the little intricacies of the show back to you. It's uh, it was it was a cool moment for us, I guess, on Saturday. Independent of unfortunately running into you, Tom, <laughs> trying what to avoid mean? that. But, I was man. welcoming you to the fair yeah. as I was leaving. <laughs> no, you're right. I I was as a matter of fact. At one point, we're we're. Up on the stage, you, I assume you were on the same stage we were. Yeah, right yep. there. <clears throat> and I'm looking around, and the entire place is full, but there's one bench to the right side in the front row. And I looked at this young woman and I said, "Would you do me a favor? Would you move over just one seat?" He said, "Yeah, sure, that's not a problem." So she hands her drinks to her friend, moves over one seat, and I go. We're sold out. Yeah. Sold out. Every sold chair out. is full, baby. That was really cute. Because I was like, what the hell is Tom doing? Making this woman scoot away from her friend. And then sold out, baby. That's from being yes. a record business. If you didn't sell out every show, it was your ass as a record yeah. guy. I'll tell you that. Spread out, people. Come on, You're spread not out. You're shuffling people around. So Judd, uh, so we're up there. And you know, it's funny. Our, our audience now is is like a generation younger than it was when we started doing a four hour radio show together. Sure. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a lot of it's a lot of like late people who were born in the mid to late nineties, even like early two thousands, which makes me feel old. I'm like I was born in the eighties and there's there's I could be the parent of some of these listeners now. And so one of the listeners, we had a microphone, hey, if you want to ask questions, you want to rip us, whatever, here's a live microphone for the Love audience. And, yeah. And this guy gets up on, uh, stands up like in front of the stage, and he was, pro- I'm guessing, probably in his mid 20s. And he said, Hey, a few weeks ago, you guys were talking about this love boat thing, this, the Vikings love boat. Oh, God. And, and I, heard, I heard Judd explain it on the show, but I think there's a lot of fans like me that don't remember or know what he's talking about. So could Judd explain to the younger audience <gasps> here what the Vikings love boat is? Oh, God. And we didn't have that on our bingo card, by the way. Judd gets <laughs> gets up in front of live audience at fair and explains uh, the the sex boat from 2005 right? on Lake Minnetonka. Um, 
to this day, when anybody comes over, our uh, Fred Smoot used to live like right up to our backyard, and we missed it when we didn't live there when he did. And sometimes I'll be having my coffee, imagining because like I can see in their backyard how much better my coffee would be in the morning, watching people doing the walk of shame out of that house. <laughs> just. That's just fun. head down, yeah. purse in hand. That's know. funny. So did you get to describe all the things, that, you know, the uh, Yeah, well, we, and there's kids around, so we're trying, to, trying yeah. to do it in a, you know, Judd would, like, tell a story up to a certain point, and then like, he'd get to the part where it was, so Late. there were two different boats, <laughs> and one of the boats was for the players to partake in activities, <laughs> activities that they enjoy. And, uh, and the funny part about it was, the uh, uh, the workers, they didn't bring workers in from Minneapolis. They flew in the workers from Atlanta because the workers in Atlanta are apparently better than the workers in Minneapolis. <laughs> sure. Ladies of Burke, the night. As, as Matt Burke famously said the week after during all the, you know, the media was there. And he's like, what's wrong with our strippers in Minneapolis? What do you got to you gotta right? climb in from Atlanta? I Let's, always... Uh, you got to buy local and rent local as well. Phil, is there audio of Judd giving this dissertation on the love boat? Yes, I think we do have captured audio somewhere. Pat okay. Lager, I think, has it. Okay. Yeah. Let's see if I can dig it up. A little audio that worked. I, you know, I've never understood. And again, I'm not judging anybody else. You live your life. I'm happy for you, all the rest of it. I've never understood the thrill of going to see strippers. You're gonna sit you know, there I'm with you. I, I am a, I'm, in lo I'm in lockstep with Tom here. And this is all due respect to yeah. strippers. Well, yeah, okay? absolutely. Yeah, do what you got to do. You. It's I, not for me. I'm nope. with you. And I, Well, what am I going to do? Is it to go home and cuff the carrot? I mean, what the hell? I, what's the point? Right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's uh, and, and by the way, like, I don't carry cash anymore. So well, there you, yeah, there you go. You're whispering where, in their ear. What's your Venmo as they're dancing on you? Where can I swipe my card? <laughs> you don't want to know. I have a great story about strippers, man. Eddie McDaniel, you know Eddie. I've never former, met Eddie, but yes, I do know Eddie. Former McDaniel. Minnesota Viking, hell of a good guy. Eddie's a really nice guy. I haven't seen him in years now, a few years. Well, since the pandemic, I haven't seen him. <clears throat> he calls me and he goes, "Tommy, man, something terrible happened." I said, "What?" He goes, oh, man, I went to the strip club, and I didn't want my wife to know I was at the strip club, you know, and all the rest of it. And, you know, so I was going to deny it. And I get home, and I'm right on time. I'm not one minute late. I wanted to make sure that was true. And so she didn't have to ask me where I'd been or anything like that. I walk in the house. She goes, so how long were you at the strip club? He goes, what are you talking about? I wasn't at a strip club. She goes, you're a goddamn liar. You were at the strip club. <laughs> He says, I don't know where you're getting this. I don't know who told you this, but whoever told you that is lying. She holds up a mirror. His entire face is covered with glitter. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> and you can't take that off. Legally, glitter does not come off for at least one week. How do you, how do you explain that? How do you continue your lie at that point? Exactly. Right? There's you're lots done. of places you can get <clears throat> right? glitter on your face and on your lap. <laughs> He has There's glitter strippers. Two spots just full of glitter. Stripper glitter all over his mug. God, what a you great know, story. You know, I actually, I do have one strip club story, and uh, it happened in, in Las Vegas. So I was, I used to be, I used to be in the poker industry. I used to, used to play online poker for rent money and used to, used to run uh, what is now the Mid-States Poker Tour. This is like 14 years ago. Wow. And so during, during my poker days, I would get, sort of access or invited to some of these like world series oh, of poker yeah. parties and stuff. 
So the legendary Doyle Brunson, who just just he's like the Babe Ruth of poker. He just passed away about I want to say two or three months ago. And he was holding this World Series of Poker private party at Sapphire Strip Club in Las Vegas, which is it was billed at the time as the world's largest strip club. There's like an outdoor pool. There's just strippers wandering around everywhere, a hot tub pool, you know, bar, whatever. And so uh, a friend of mine, we, we were like in our early 20s, just kind of like, wow, this is why. How are we here? This is amazing. You know, we're uh, we're just kind of soaking it all in, I guess, trying not to be weirdos. And um, this stripper, this woman comes walking up and she just sits down in my lap. And I was I was not looking. I didn't want to lap dance. I just wanted to drink some beer, hang out with poker people and just kind of whatever. Right. She sits down in my lap. And doesn't say it, just kind of stares at me for like two or three awkward seconds. And I'm looking back and I was like, I recognize this person. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> this is all processing within like a few seconds. And she says, she says, hi. And it was sort of a French accent. Like, you know, my name is whatever. And I was like, I'm sorry. I recognize you from somewhere. Do you guys remember you know, VH1 has had all these reality shows over the years? Yeah. I got way into Brett Michaels' reality Rock show, Love. Rock of Love. Rock of Love. I am. And I said, were you on season two of Rock of Love by chance? And she goes, yes. Oh, my gosh. It was Frenchie from <gasps> Rock of Love 2. Oh, two. my God. Do you remember Frenchie? Of she was, course I remember Frenchie. Like, yeah. as soon as you said all this, I was like, oh, no. Is he going to say Fre Oh, Frenchie. no, that was so, her so, job after? <clears throat> Frenchie, but here's the thing. So Frenchie sat there. It was the most bizarre experience. She sat there for like 20 minutes, and we just carried on a fun conversation. And I, I wound up asking her like, so, you know what? Are you still doing reality? Do you still talk to Brett? Like, what's the deal? And she, she told me, I make over $150,000 a year in cash doing this at Sapphire. Jeez. And part of it's because I was on VH1's Rock of Love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, and I gave her $40 for, I don't want to waste her time. I gave her a $40 for just like hanging out for 20 minutes. Because I know she wanted, you know, she probably didn't want to talk, right? Yeah. She wanted mm -hmm. um, and so we went on our way. It was great. I love that show. She probably felt great that someone recognized her. Yeah. And she still got money from me, and then I didn't have to like feel weird because I didn't want to lap dance. And uh, how is yeah. she doing? Are we worried about her? Because sometimes I worry about her. I don't. It, it, you know, we don't. Uh, we don't talk much over the last fourteen years. <laughs> you should go well, check in on her. Yeah. Go to that I'm same place totally and check sure. in on her. I thought you. Oh, I thought you were going to say that this was like a, your buddy's sister because that happened to me at Fat Jack's outside of Malacca. <laughs> I walked in, there was a gal up on stage, and I was like, oh, that is my buddy's sister. Okay, oh, never mind. We are. And, then she could and, you, and you knew her yeah, personally. Yeah, I knew her personally, yeah. Uh, I knew that she had moved to St. Cloud because she moved there with a guy, and then the guy moved out. And she was working at Hooters, and a girl who worked at Hooters said, hey, uh, you want to make some extra cash? I work at this place like 20 minutes out of town. I make money hand over fist. You can just come and hang out. And she was like, yeah, sure. So she started working there to help pay the rent. And then we walked in, and she saw me and said, whatever you do, please don't tell anybody. I said, you have my word. i got to run to the bathroom real quick. And then I went into the bathroom, and I called everybody I knew. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, my God. Did uh, you stay? Did you stay? Uh, I mean, we had a beer, and then she obviously put her top back on, and we chatted for 15, 20 minutes. And then we you know, had a beer, and I ended up giving her like you know, an extra 20 bucks or something. And then we called it a night. But no, it's not like I was – I was like, well – 
this is only two and a half songs in, okay? Like, I paid for a full four. It, it, it would have been weird, so no. We well, just, what yeah. we've learned today is Rudy and I, out of, like, guilt or shame, just, like, give $20 bills to strippers without any physical contact. And fun anything. fact, just, neither of you guys have ever given me any money ever. And I feel like I have the same, I have same kind of energy I come in with. Well, start wearing glitter and high heels and we might. <laughs> yeah, I won't. Yeah, I will talk. not. I will not. It's Birkenstocks. And have, a, and have a Venmo card reader because we don't carry cash anymore. So, <laughs> yeah. um, Question. Uh, I have to use you for, because I haven't done any research on, I have my fantasy draft today, Mackie. Oh, so it is fantasy football season. Oh, no, it's yeah. Mackie too, by the way. I, I, can't well, call, listen, I call Phil whatever he puts on his. Uh, oh, you do? Okay. Because oh, I feel okay. like that's what you like. I don't know. Well, I normally I, I call that. you Phil, but sometimes you have Matt. I don't know. I just want to be respectful. Well, like Mackie when... is in the name of like the sh- like the show name. I see. But I think, you know, my friends and family just call me Phil. Mr. So, Phil. It's, it's up to you. We're, we're, we're both. We're friends. And uh, you can call me whatever you want. Uh, Mr. Phil Mackie. Okay, so I. Again, this might be insider trading because I literally haven't had time to do any research. I am in a league with a bunch of uh, army veterans that I'm friends with. And so we give each other a lot of crap, but I I haven't done any research. We've been really busy at the house. I am seventh in a 12-person draft. Okay. It's a snake league, you know, where it goes back and forth. Um, yep. When should I draft my quarterback? Like, which? Because I always want to do it – I. I always want to do it so early, and I know I'm not supposed to. Can you give me a quick tip For sure. on this? So, uh, so I'm going to break the fourth wall here. Tom, we have reached the portion of the show where someone assumes that because I work in sports media that I know anything <coughs> about fantasy football. Please. Right. I got we, no idea. We've reached the point in the show where, where people don't know that for 20 years <sighs> I've been playing fantasy football in like four or five leagues every year. And I am a donation to all of those leagues. <laughs> I've maybe go. won like three fantasy football leagues in my entire life. Oh. And so I'm gonna, I'll give you advice, okay. but just know that that is the backdrop of the advice I'm about to give you. That okay. you're probably gonna lose and donate money to this league because you're asking me for advice. All right, I have won this league before, so I, but I- I should I, be asking you for no, advice. No, 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 give me the advice. Give me the advice, I need it. When should I draft uh, my quarterback? I would not draft a quarterback at all in the first two or three rounds. Okay. If you can get Pat Mahomes like in the third round, you should do it. Grab him. Okay. But I would I would draft if Travis Kelsey falls to seven, I would take take the first tight end, Travis Kelsey, off the board. Otherwise, people people go crazy. You can find quarterbacks. There's all kinds of quarterbacks out there. Yeah. So I would wait to draft a quarterback. Thank you. But I'm gonna finish last place in my league with that strategy. So <laughs> Just know that it's it's setting you up to fail. Well, I like to have someone to blame, so that'll be nice. <laughs> I'm the scapegoat, yes. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, <laughs> Mr. Mackey. Yeah, no problem. Mr. Mackey has to go, and I'll close with this. I was in a fantasy league for football one year with Wally Walker as my partner. I lasted one meeting and said, it's all yours. I have no interest in this at all. <laughs> I have no interest that's, in that kind of thing. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. At least now, like back in the day, you have you had to like count the stats through the newspaper right. box scores right. and stuff. You know, Way that's too hardcore. much work. Yeah, way too much. So good work. luck with your fantasy leagues, everyone. Maybe I'll start a, a, a some sort of like website where people can pay me for advice to finish last place. Maybe that's what I'll do. That'd be impressive. You get big write-offs on your taxes. That's good. All the money yeah. you lost. That's true. It's research, it's research, research and development. Exactly right. All right, Pally. We'll talk to you on Friday. All right. Uh, we'll celebrate the twins clinching on Friday. See there ya. you go. Thank you. 
Joel Mackey, ladies and gentlemen. I actually won't talk to him on Friday. I'm not going to be here on Friday, but you guys will be. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you can schmooze with them all you like. It'd be magnificent. God, I was looking through that, like this Wall Street Journal, Star Tribune. There's nothing in the news this morning. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I feel like, well, because uh, like Hollywood, nothing's going on. No, nothing's happening. State fair, people put their heads down, really mm-hmm. concentrate on that. I think mm-hmm. that's the main, you know, locally and then nationally, that's kind of the What's happening? Tom, I don't have, uh, like, Bally Sports, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. I, if, if that's where you watch Twins games, right? Is it Bally uh, Sports? We, we watch them on... Uh, or do you have the, the MLB network, the app or something? It's What, what is the D networking? What the hell is that? It's the big blue and white D. Well, I don't even know what the D. hell that I is. I don't even know. Mm. Okay. <clears throat> I don't even... I, I don't remember what it was, but, yeah, we get it on there. But it is Bally Sports. That's okay. who it is. Yeah. I don't... It's not, a, it's not like the Bally Sports website but it pops up there for every game sure okay. is there a is there a spot that you get your twins news or is it just whatever they yeah, whatever that happens to be like in the star trib or whatever they t- tell you on the game i tend to i tend to watch every game i possibly can mm-hmm. i don't read stats or any of that stuff yeah i just don't read any of that stuff because it's all personal opinion basically i mean the stats aren't what the stories are it's like i don't really care what you think of the twins i don't care sure yeah, right on. I'm just just want to make sure I'm you know uh, leveled up a little bit when it comes to the Twins and be talking with them with Ken Herbeck. I don't want to be like, well, you know, so and so who had uh, 31 RBIs. He's like that guy didn't play for the Twins for the last three seasons. <laughs> yeah, well, there you <laughs> go. You know, so make sure I'm on the up and up. Yeah, nice I wouldn't thing, worry about that. Yeah, the nice thing about Kent is he loves a good sidetrack. I mean, we oh, could yeah. just talk about pouring beer. Or, well, I kept calling yeah. him Kirby Puckett. Yeah. There was a good story. Yeah, I hate that, that guy. That was a great story. That guy, the the avenues he'll go down are delightful. Well, Herbeck's one of the best guys I've ever met. He and I have become really, really great friends. He's just a great guy. Yeah. He just is. And he's a lot much bigger than me, so I have to be nice to him. Yeah, I would I would stay on his good side as long as possible. Indeed. Stock market's up this morning by about 0.72%, so nice. that's good, isn't it? That is good. I guess. I don't play the stock market. You guys do the stock market? Um, I, I know we have money and stuff, but like we have, uh, like it's pretty safe stuff. Yeah. Like we do those like long-term whatevers and kind of. Because Josh Arnold's on, on Fridays on the family podcast and Josh is an investment advisor and yeah. does a great job. I had no idea that Andy was invested in the stock market. I he never s- told me. I could see him loving that. Yeah, he loves the he loves the numbers. He's uh, a big numbers guy. I could see that being addicting to watch that. My brother loves like being like this is up, this is down. I'm like, okay, I'm sure it's always up. Like I like it when we just put our money in something. You just see that like slow incline, and I don't want to worry about it. But I could see mm-hmm. that being kind of addicting. Yeah, Andy loves it actually. Yeah. Yeah, he did a good job. L.A. Nick came in and did the show with us. And L.A. of course, he's always been a big investor in the stock market. Does very well at it. And you know, when you just sit on your ass all day and don't have to work, then you, you can be good at the stock market. You know what I'm saying? But what would you even complain about then? Be pretty tough to complain about anything. Yeah. and well, like, That's what I told everybody at the, at the fair on Saturday. I said, you can sit and piss and moan about what a victim you are and the world sucks and everything sucks and Biden sucks and Trump sucks. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I've got a great life because of my family. I don't care what you do. Go find your happiness. Uh, I have to ask you this. You said you weren't going to eat anything at the fair. I don't think I did. Did I? Did I have a cookie? Maybe. I don't know. I'm asking you. I don't think I. I don't think I ate anything. You didn't eat anything the whole time we were there. No, I don't think I had anything. Dang. I don't remember it. No, I don't. I, no, I couldn't have because I came in with them. 
and I left with. I did have uh, lemonade though. Oh, okay. I did have a lemonade. Don Shelby made a stop on the way to the broadcast to get a foot-long hot dog with everything on it. It was... He uh, was disgusting it, with that hot dog. It, <laughs> I have a picture of him holding it in a very uh, interesting... I'll, I'll post it. How about that? I'll post it on our Facebook. Well, let's get back to me saying dildo about an hour ago. Ah, Didn't oh, mean to say it, but... What know. did my mom text in? Oh, oh yeah. she did? Okay, great. She said, um, I did not see the dildo stand, and D-O-U-G-H <laughs> is the dildo. I did not see the dildo stand. I'm sure the line was too long. <laughs> I'm sure that's what it must have been. That's the problem. Yeah, Shelby Beverly. walked around with a foot-long hot dog hanging yeah. from his crotch. Yep. It was quite the look. <laughs> it was really very, very, very sweet. You know, I've got to spend a couple of minutes. We've got to take a break in a second here. But those people up on that stage on Saturday, what a bunch of nice people. Yeah, really nice Weren't guys. They? Yeah. All of our listeners, we, I had, we had a great time just talking to you. You were terrific. Not one. I think that is the first time I've ever appeared at the fair where not one person was an asshole. Yeah, it was very, I mean, it was super chill, super fun. Well, it was great. It's funny, too, because, I, man, I used to have all these nerves and stuff uh, with doing stuff like that. But I felt like I had such good perspective as, like, there's my kid, there's my mom, there's Tom, there's right. Don. And then a bunch of guys that I love and know, it felt like um, it was a very, uh, Hubbard did a great job. They did a good job with the whole setup. And we, uh, yeah, we were followed by Dez singing, which was really cool. I, I love Dez. She's very nice. She was, she looked gorgeous like she was like a right like a just she she sure hits like yeah like she was wearing like this yellow dress it's like okay when a crowd you go you are sunshine walking around <laughs> right. i am gar i'm a mere mortal garbage mere mortal up there singing and i'm like wow must be nice to have talent was that her husband yeah, yeah. it is her husband okay mm -hmm. i thought it was what's their band's name i i don't know i know for a while we were calling them johnny and june Oh, cute. Down in June, baby. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm sure they must have some. Maybe it's just like. Dez and something. She should lead with that. Yeah. Like, because, yeah. you know. Dez and the hangers-ons. Right. As one would. <laughs> As a hanger-on myself, I respect the game. Yes. Yeah, she looked. Yeah, it was fun. It was such a fun day. It was. The whole thing from start to finish, as I said. Uh, taking pictures with people for about 45 minutes, uh, just meeting people, not one jackass. And as I said, we went to Pittsburgh Blue after that, met you know, 11, 12, 13 more people there. It just, it was a wonderful day from start to finish on Saturday. And you usually kind of worry about that on the way to fair. It's like, oh, God, I hope it's not a bunch of pain in the ass people. Yeah. Do you ever have anxiety still to this day that no one's going to show up? No. You don't, that's not your worry. But you have to have you have to understand one thing. Hmm. If there's one seat open, then I get anxiety. <laughs> Just one seat is enough. It's like, get over there and sit down. Get hey, hey, table. move on over. Get over there and sit down right now. I, I I feel like it'd be a different feeling to have your name on it. Like I don't know what that feels like. Like it's your name. You're responsible. Like, yeah, I didn't really pay attention to that. Like I really don't. That's great because, like you know, it, it just feels like there'd be more responsibility. Like if somebody doesn't, people don't show up. Um, but uh, yeah, it was cool. Everyone did. They did. They all showed up, and it was absolutely wonderful. I just checking the checking the headlines and all that stuff. Is is something going on? Is this Trump thing? Is it? Is it giving him some traction? His numbers must be really good. And the reason, only reason I say that, because I'm not paying attention to yeah. it. Because I'm not going to vote for either one of these guys. Yeah. Um, well, I suppose I will have to vote for somebody because I want to vote. So I don't know what the hell is going to happen. But, but the only reason I ask you that, if, if he must have had, had big, big numbers recently, every 
and I don't care if it's the Washington Post, if it's the Wall Street Journal, if it's the Star Tribune, they are beating the piss out of him this morning. Um, I think it's coming <laughs> off the the uh, photo, the, what do you call it, the booking oh, the crabby, photo. the crabby photo. Yeah, I think, <clears throat> man, the guy can fall into making some money here and there, can he? Like, yeah, he did. He made a lot of money from that picture. Now he can make a bunch of money off that. I don't know if he's making all that money, though, because I think other people used it for merch as well. But Did you ever meet Donald Trump? No, of course I haven't, Tom. Not all of us have met Donald Trump. Because I guarantee you, he gets all the money. I can guarantee you that with him. He loves money. No, I know, but I meant to say, like, if like you're like an Etsy shop and you just use the image to, I wonder if you can use it because it's like a public image to, on merchandise as well. I don't like know. Like a knockoff version. I suppose. I should go look at what he's selling with his face on it on his website. But I do love, that's one thing I love about watching Fox and CNN because I can't stand either one of them. But whenever they're going, and that son of a bitch, it's like, oh, the guy must be doing well. Yeah. You got to pound him into the ground. Whether it's Biden or Trump doesn't matter to me because I don't care. But boy, when they're going after him, it's like, oh, they must be doing really well because there's no other reason to attack him. I saw something. I was up early Saturday morning doing some work in the hotel lobby, and they had CNN on. And one of the headlines said, experts urge that a, a mask, uh, a, a, I don't know they want to say it, like a, a mask mandate could be on the horizon. I was like, well, first off, why are we saying could? And why are you uh, right. why are you making people scared again? I know. Are you guys just hanging on to anything that might get somebody to yep. turn their eyeballs to your stupid television station? Oh, you're laughing about something, Britt. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I love you're you're right, and all everything you're saying is right. But I went to Donald Trump's website and on it is a personal note from President uh, Donald J. Trump and is the most Trump sounding thing ever. At uh, the notoriously violent jail in Fulton uh, County, Jersey, I was arrested despite having committed no crime. Like, it's like he goes, well, but he on would and, say that even if he did commit. I, crime. I know, and it's like the way he wrote is exactly the American people. They know what's going on. Like, it's all the way it's all written. Everything is the most Trump written thing I've ever heard. Of. Like, I can hear him saying it, despite committing no crime and then like looking at somebody and pointing like mm -hmm. <laughs> well did he i see i don't i have not paid much attention oh to i stuff. don't have an opinion on any of it i, I don't no care idea. at all but it's so and then the whole website is just right when you sign on is like you sign on there's a big picture of him it's about money and then you want to donate there you go there's this it's photo you always want, about right away money. i can't even get to anything it's no. like and then if i try to leave it's like you sure you don't want to donate um, it's all about money with all of these politicians, yeah. all these news people, the politicians, all of them. I got to be honest with you. I am considering running for president because I didn't know the president got to spend like 49 weeks on vacation every year. Jesus, these guys are on vacation. He's on vacation again. Yeah. It's like, seriously, he must have been on vacation, I would say, and I'm not making this up. At least 16, 18 weeks this year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Probably more than that, even. Yeah, he's almost like me. Yeah, yeah, well, that's all you do is vacation. But yeah, I'm, it's all about the money. It's all about me. I got to go on vacation. I get to do this. I got my own jet. I got yeah. blah, blah, blah. It's all money. Yeah. Which they finally admit in the national news because they wouldn't admit that for a while because it upsets the newspapers and the TV news, the national news. Local news is always pretty good, I think. You and I need to get more money motivated. 
Why? I'm just teasing. I think I just it's mean, disgusting. I just mean we, if we started focusing our real energy on vacation and money, done. Vacation would be good. Yeah. We got to take our final break. Be right back. Wrap things up right after this. Dougie, how's life in Baldwin? I love it, though it's a bit hard to find a half-calf, decaf, heavy foam. I'll give you some heavy foam. Yeah, that's what he said. Anyway, I just came back from the National Ford meeting and got to hear Bill Ford, Henry's grandson, and Jim Farley, who's the CEO, talk about the future of the company. It was really interesting, and I learned some cool stuff. Read this. Ford builds more vehicles in the USA than any other brand. Huh? I thought it would have been Tesla. Not even close. Keep reading. Ford outsold Toyota in 2022 and is on track to do it again. I didn't know that either. Probably these commercials. Yeah, sure, pal. Ford has successfully partnered with the UAW and hasn't suffered a strike in over 40 years. Ford also has the largest number of assembly workers in the United States. You know, Tom, I've really fallen in love with the product. From the electrics to the super duties, thanks to you, a lot of people have reached out to put Ford on their list. If you want to talk cars in general or Ford specifically, reach out to me at Doug at FlagshipFord.com. FlagshipFord.com. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. I'm here talking with my friends Michael Bilski and Brad Huckle of North American Banking Company. Guys, it seems like banking has changed quite a bit since you first opened your doors in 1998. Yes and no. In 98, we didn't have online and mobile banking like we do today. Many banking processes have also changed. One thing that hasn't changed is we still provide a true community bank experience right here in the Twin Cities. Our team takes the time to get to know our customers and their goals. This creates a relationship that is unique in banking today and one our customers appreciate. It's why we like to say we provide a better banking experience. You're absolutely right, Brad. I've been a customer for a long time. The service your team provides is phenomenal. Thanks, Tommy. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back to wrap things up, ladies and gentlemen, 9.56, now four minutes till 10 o'clock. Ran across a headline that says, is this cat saying, Mom, where are you? Uh... I haven't heard all. Well, I heard it in the in the background. Yeah, yeah. I will, I'll be interested to hear if this sounds like mom. Where if it is, I want this cat immediately to talk to you. I, of course, I want people, my cat and my baby to want me. I love that one cat they show on the on the clip shows all the time where he goes like, "Oh, mom, mom, oh, mama Lou, or whatever." <laughs> I don't know what the cat's saying, but it keeps saying words. Yeah, and it's hilarious. What the hell? Oh, oh, my piano. Remember, he goes, oh, my I piano. I just there's so many cats that go, whoa, 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 <laughs> And I just love it. Okay, so we do have the audio? Yeah. 
Did you listen to it? I did listen to it. Yeah. What, what's your opinion? Uh, I'll we'll play it then. I'll let you okay. guys. Uh, okay. Yeah. Here we go. bit maybe not even close yeah she's as delusional as me this woman she's walking around <laughs> i pretend yeah, my cat reaches for me i mean my foster cat i pretend that uh he reaches for me i pretend he loves like what was saying all sorts of things this feels like a reach rudy I've, i i 1000 agree it's a reach yeah mom, mom where are you yeah, because first off, cats don't care enough about humans to ask about their whereabouts. As long as there is yep. a clean litter box and there's some water and some food that comes out, that they don't care. You've never had a cat. I don't. I don't know. No, because um, cats care so much. Or dogs, too. Oh, Jude, my oh, God. I can't imagine. Yeah, I oh. mean, yeah. We, so we've been keeping our foster cat in the basement while my mom and Richard were visiting because they've got... They're watching my brother. There's two extra dogs in our house. They just left today. But we've been keeping the cat in the basement because I didn't want to mess with the whole, the whole whatever. Mm-hmm. The cat cries for me. Like, and reaches his little paw under the thing. And so I've been, every time I get a chance, I go sit with him. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I love when they do that, when they put their paw under and then they go like this. I know. Just like a, it's like a scary movie. They yeah. go and they go forward and they're just like reaching for whatever. And you're like, this is a horror movie come to it life. Kitty hilarious. Cash, we have double doors to our bedroom, you know, like the ones that like shut on each other. And he would, my old cat used to put both paws under and shake them until like somebody would come and open them. It was terrible. Like uh, Jude, when Catherine's gone, he will yeah. sit upstairs in the, when the kids sleep over in their bedroom, the third bedroom. And he will stare out the window, and about every 15 minutes, he runs downstairs, moves the curtain, and looks out the back door to see if she's out there. That's so sick. It's just, my God, are you desperate. Yeah, he's, you guys are switching uh, windows back and forth as you're doing the same thing. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> You take turns at different windows. <laughs> Catherine, we miss we you. Oh, Catherine, where are you? You keep going, Catherine, where are you? Still get that look on her face yesterday. How do people end up getting divorced? I don't get it. And she's looking at me like, silence. Okay. Silence. <laughs> it was total silence, but it had the look of, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure we could all feel that one out for you. She's I like, guess so. She's like, yeah, no idea. Um, should we get coffee? <laughs> I don't get it either. <laughs> me I know, either. I know what you're talking about That's right sh- now. I'm sure it's just been a cakewalk married to you, Tom. No question. One final salute, ladies and gentlemen, to Bob Barker, because I did watch his show all the damn time when I was a kid. Remember, he'd always say, spay and neuter your pet. Like, yeah, spay so, and neuter your pets, that's yeah, right. Control the pet population, yeah. have your pets spayed or neutered. He, he did. He yeah. always did. And then hit on every woman that ever came near him. Oh, yeah. I, that's not a shocker to me. No, he was very famous yeah. for that, as a matter of fact. He's up in heaven right now in that Broyhill uh, lounger that they used to give away every single episode. Oh, man. Shockingly expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Shockingly expensive. How much was it? It was always what you would think you'd guess because it was kind of like generic stuff. And then all of a sudden you're like, $3,000 for that. Back in the day, I'd be like, oh, my God. Uh I still, the one thing I cannot get over is that Balenciaga. Mm-hmm. Has a thirty thousand dollar purse. Yeah, thirty G's for a purse. Hermes has well, same even story. has even more expensive. Really? Uh, yeah. If you want a Kelly, yeah, they're crazy. What's a Kelly? 
it's a like a style of purse. You oh, to, and okay. you can't even buy them. You have to like woo the salesperson first. Oh, they make it for you? No, like they won't just you can't just walk in there and buy that. You have to like have a history with the salesperson no, and buy other God, it's a whole thing. We gotta get out of here. I can't you guys are gonna roll your eyes so hard. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow.